I'd like to begin this morning by, of course, offering a very happy and blessed Mother's Day to all of our moms and grandmas and gra great-grandmas. Uh, thanks so much for what you do. We love you. We're thankful for you. We're going to offer you a blessing here towards the end of Mass, so stay tuned on the edge of your seat for that blessing, okay? Um, I'm also mindful of so many of you whose mothers have gone to the Lord, and we pray for them, and we know that here at the altar is the place we're probably closest to them. So they're still part of your lives. You know that. And I hope that you can experience some peace um, on this Mother's Day. Grateful for the moms who have loved you as they now enjoy their reward. If I were to ask you, what is the earliest image that we have depicting Jesus? The earliest image that we have depicting Jesus, I'm guessing there'd be a whole array of different shots at that question. I think most obviously, right, we would say, well, probably some scene of Jesus on the cross, maybe a cross, maybe a crucifixion scene, maybe the Last Supper, maybe the Nativity. But in fact, the earliest images we have depicting our Lord from the second century found in the catacombs in Rome was that of Christ, the Good Shepherd. Isn't that something? That the earliest image we have recorded, a visual image where they put something to art, is Jesus presenting himself as the Good Shepherd. He, of course, did so in John chapter 10 where he says, I am the good shepherd who lays down my life for my sheep, pointing to what he would do on Good Friday, of course, right? And that image has stuck, and I think it's one of the most comforting images for you and I to this day. And it's for that reason that every year on this fourth Sunday of Easter, we celebrate what is known as Good Shepherd Sunday, right? Good Shepherd Sunday, the gospel always come to us from John chapter 10 on this fourth Sunday of Easter. Now, I don't have a replica of that early image of the Good Shepherd. You can go online and Google it. You'll find it right there. But I do have something else I want to share here this morning. This is what you do when you get desperate. You start using props, right? I feel like I'm at a grade school mass, but it's okay. Uh, but it's an image... I know if you're in the back, you can't quite see it, but it's an image of Jesus, the Good Shepherd. And for me, and I think for Father Vetter as well, this is an important image for us because it hangs on the front of our altar that we have in the chapel in our home, just across the way. That this image is something that we look at every single day on the front of the altar as we do our different prayers. Now, that chapel I mentioned, some of you have actually been there, at least through video. It's where we recorded our COVID masses. We want to block that out, right? Uh, if you didn't see the image because the camera was so close to make sure you could see us. But if you were to pull the camera back, you would have seen this image of Christ the Good Shepherd. I picked it up a couple of years ago and put it on the front of our altar for one very specific reason. That for Father Vetter and I, and Father Wolf before him, that as we pray in the morning, we know that our model as priests, as a pastor, is none other than Jesus. Jesus, the good shepherd, right? 
In fact, the church uses the imagery of shepherding all sorts of places. The word pastor is simply the Latin word for shepherd, right? When you call someone a pastor, when they have that assignment, they're simply meant to be a shepherd of a certain community, right? That's what the word means. When Bishop Kagan's here and he walks in with his pastoral staff, his, his crozier, we call it, what is that meant to be an image of? The shepherd's staff, right? The shepherd of our diocese. So we use the imagery all sorts of places. But I got to be honest, when I bought this image and put it on our altar, the reason I did, I mentioned, for Christ to be our model. And I know that as I look at this each morning, I say, wow, I fail all the time. Like, honestly, if Christ is the example of what it means to be a good shepherd, and I examine my own conscience, I realize I fail often at doing that. But what's happened in my own prayer in using this image is not necessarily focusing always on Jesus, but actually on the sheep he has on his shoulders. And here's why. Because I've come to realize again and again that where I am in this image, and maybe where you are, is right here. That we're the sheep. And I know that's not very flattering, but it's a reminder, everyone, that Jesus is constantly bringing us back. He's constantly going after us, constantly seeking us, constantly saying, please come home to me. Please let me provide for you. Please let me be the source of your happiness and joy. Please let me be your shepherd. And what I've seen again and again in praying with this image is I am the sheep. And I am amazed at how many times I screw up and he comes after me again and again and puts me on his shoulder and says, I am the good shepherd and I've laid down my life for you. Now, I'm getting tired. <laughs> this is my own personal opinion. I think one of the reasons the church offers us this focus on Christ the Good Shepherd every year on this fourth Sunday of Easter is that you and I may come to know in a more deep way in a more convinced way of the goodness of God. Let me say that again. I think for many of us, and for some reason at this parish has been in my heart here recently, I think many of us have not been convinced that God is good. That he is entirely for me. He has no edge against me, no contempt for me. He is entirely good. Do we experience God that way? And I think if there's any place in our hearts and lives where, say, where we say, ah, uh-uh, God might be for all these other people, but not for me. He's not good for me. That is a lie that needs to be rejected. And that is a point where Jesus wants to say, no, I am good. And he wants to convince us of his goodness. And if you're saying right now in your heart, no, that's the place, everyone. Are you and I convinced of the goodness of God that 
He is 100% good. I don't know how else to say it, so I'm going to stop. You know, it's also in John chapter 10 where Jesus says, I have come that you may have not just life, but abundant life. Abundant life. Isn't that something that Jesus makes the promise of abundant life? And again and again to ask ourselves, am I experiencing that? Am I receiving the abundant life that comes from Christ, the good shepherd, who is all good? On this Mother's Day weekend, on this good shepherd weekend, I pray that all of us may taste just a little bit more the goodness of God, the goodness of the good shepherd.